Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Cobble Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Howdy, partner. All right, uh, we're doing top ten Thursday top. 10 free agent signings of all time in sports. What's your list look like right now, Jake? <laughs> oh, what does your, right your list look like? All right, number 10, I got Nolan Ryan becoming the first million-dollar player. Like it. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Greg Maddox. Number eight, LeBron returns home. Number seven, Barry Bonds. Number six, Deion Sanders. Number five, Drew Brees. Number four, Kevin Durant. And number three, Chris White. Uh, my list consists of Reggie Jackson going to the Yankees at number 10. Peyton Manning to the Broncos at number nine. Reggie White becomes a Packer in 1993 at number eight. Deion Sanders joined uh, the 49ers in 94, followed that up by joining the Cowboys in 95. That is number seven. LeBron going to the Heat in 2010 is my sixth best free agent signing of all time. Raffle. At number five, Shaquille O'Neal going to the Lakers where he wins three titles in eight years at number five. At number four, this is way too high. Charles Woodson, big impact player for Green Bay with the 38 interceptions, nine touchdowns in seven years with the Packers. For some reason, I have that at number four. <laughs> at number three, this is right where it belongs, maybe even a little higher. Greg Maddox going to Atlanta and what he did for the Braves over the course of 11 years. Yeah. 194 wins and an ERA that was spectacular. I think he won four Cy Young Awards in a row, three of those coming with the Braves. Greg Maddox with Atlanta. We my, – my only problem is, Aaron – I wanted – I had that much higher, like I said. Do you think that's bigger – I won't discuss my, my first two, but do you think that's bigger than Reggie White, first of all? Let's, get, let's just go Reggie White. You uh, get the premier pitcher in Major League Baseball. You not only get him, and then he goes out, and he's even better than he was before. And he's part of, again, one of the best ever. rotations ever. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of the rotations that – made me a Braves fan when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and they were just amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of went with Reggie White just because of the Sports Illustrated cover. I know that sounds silly, yeah, but silly. I'm trying to go I'm trying to go at the time and what took place afterwards. And Reggie White is one of the greatest players of all time. You can say the same thing about Greg And it Maddox. also changed the dynamic of Green Bay because how many big free agents were they getting before exactly. Reggie White? Exactly. It, w- it was just out of nowhere. But you could also argue the fact that Atlanta was able to get him over New York. You know, I can concede that argument too. So, so yeah, I can. You can definitely make an argument to have Greg Maddox top five. 
I just, for a couple of reasons, I, I exclude him. Larry says, what about Jose Canseco to the Texas Rangers and Mark McGuire going to the Cardinals? Sure, yeah, definitely worthy <laughs> of inclusion as well. All right, you had at three. Reggie At number two. Peyton Manning. Because, again, we've seen him in that Colts uniform for so long. When he made that, when, when it was discussed that the Colts were going to go with a quarterback at number one and they were going to get rid of Peyton Manning, it was like, man, what, what is this going to look like? And then, of course, Peyton Manning finds his suitor in the Denver Broncos. He goes there and he absolutely lights the NFL up. And I understand that he won that last Super Bowl because of Von Miller and that defense, and I get that. But the fact that his career ended with a Super Bowl victory, it was just the perfect crescendo to one of the greatest careers we've ever seen in the NFL and one of the most liked players of all time in Peyton Manning. Because it was so rare to see him in a different uniform, because it was a huge story at the time, and because he had those record-setting numbers and championship to follow, it checks every single box. I think it has to be number two on my list. Yeah, and coming back from a career-threatening neck injury. That as well. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, we didn't even know how good he would yeah, be exactly. or if he could come back. Yeah, and, and you you had your doubts at And the then time. the arm strength, you're like, well, can he even throw well, a 10-yard out? Well, <laughs> the last year was a little rough. But, but I mean, 131 touchdown passes for Denver. Yeah, no, he was incredible. But the thing is, when he had that career-threatening neck injury, we all speculated because the fact that the Colts were willing to move along so quickly or, or move move forward with the franchise, you were wondering, well, how much does Peyton have left? Can he go somewhere and win immediately? And sure enough, he did. All right, I should have flip-flopped LeBron, and I got Bonds at number two going to the Giants. Just what he accomplished with San Francisco and, of course, the, the five MVPs. Yeah, no. Sorry. And then, of course, at number one, you're going to take heat for it. But in this state and for the teams that we believe in, you have to have Drew Brees, number one, what he has meant to the nope. New Orleans franchise and, of course, the Saints. Without him, where would they be? That's one part of the argument. It was not a huge story at the time. I'm sorry. Nick Saban passed up on him. All right, so the real number one is LeBron's decision in 2012. It's number one because – it, it was an hour-long show, which was awful, but it did raise money. Oh, you're talking about him going to the Heat. Yeah, him going to the Heat. It was a, what I would say it was the pivotal moment in his career because he was the most liked guy in the NBA at the time, and that instantly made him a villain. Like, if you're going to leave your hometown in Cleveland to go play for somewhere else, and I understand the reasons why, but this is how many people viewed it, why would you drag it out over an hour and at the end say that you're going to go play with Miami Heat? Not only that, but you did this little pep rally thing with Dwayne Wade and said not one, not two. I mean, they were really playing it up as the villains, and LeBron, I think that aided him because he likes to be liked like everyone else. But he, his tandem with D-Wade, I say it's still one of the top duos of all time in NBA history. Just the way they played together. You can tell how close they were off the court just by the way they played on the court. I mean, they were playing like brothers out there. It, it's still some of the you know some of the best plays in NBA history involved those two sharing the basketball. So I think from a championship standpoint, from a, from a newsy standpoint, from the way it impacted the league, this, there's, it's a no-brainer. 
like when you start this list, it's LeBron going to the Heat at number one, and then you figure out the rest. So I'm sorry. Yes, I love Drew Brees. Yes, you can make the arguments that you have that the Saints would not be where they are without him. I agree with those arguments. But at the time, when he signed with the Saints, it was viewed as a nice pickup. Let's see if he can get healthy and maybe, you know, this can turn out to be a good thing. It was not viewed as, oh, we just signed one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. What did we get wrong? What did we get right? 888-993-7762. The Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. Find out how the power of choice can save you money on auto and home insurance. All right. So we did our top 10 broadcasters on a Thursday uh, about a month or so ago. And we didn't even list him as one of our honorable mentions. And this is a guy every year around this time. He is thrust into the spotlight. Can I say something? Yes. Please. I think you get caught up in the moment. Right. I think you just get caught up in the moment because you, you, you were this way with a cornhole. Yeah. Like you come in and you're like, oh, you know what? Cornhole is so underrated. It's one of the best things to watch. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> you, I swear it's like whenever you sit down and watch something, yeah. you're like, you know what? This is better than I thought. This should get more attention than it does. Uh, I think there was over a million people watching yesterday on ESPN2. To watch the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating competition. And the guy that steals the show, besides Joey Chestnut, is George Shea. Who is George Shea? George Shea is the, the announcer that does just an incredible job with the introductions. He's also the man that pretty much started this thing. In 1997, him and his brother founded the International Federation of Competitive Eating to manage um, numerous events, including this one. And how this thing has blown up and how competitive eating has now blown up. Pretty incredible. But George Shea, this is his moment. And we don't want to underestimate or make fun of what he does. Because this is almost legendary status. Oh, stop. These introductions, the 20 greatest competitive (sighs) eaters in the world are making their way up to the stage. And George Shea... Uh, gives these kind of introductions, Buffer would be jealous of this, right? No. All right, well, let's have this is a credit awful announcing. They cut up some of George Shea's best introductions from yesterday, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition. We are young, we drink our coffee with milk and sugar. And as we age, we drink it with milk only. Then we drink it black, then we drink it decaf, then we die. Our next eatery is at Decap. The difficulty in his marriage began after he named his children mild, medium, and hot. But he will not let domestic issues get in the way of the task at hand. Competitive eating is the crucible through which greatness is forged. And the evidence comes before us now. His good cholesterol is low. His bad cholesterol is high. And his BMI is borderline presidential. He stands before us like Hercules himself, albeit a large, bald Hercules at an eating contest. This year I decided I would finally take him on on my own. It's time to take a stand, test my salivary glands, test my teeth and my tongue, take my life in my hands. Gonna eat with bad lands, compete with bad lands, go for broke, go to town, go for down on demand. If he succeeds here today, we will credit the Tallahassee two hands. 
an eating method so dangerous and difficult to master that it was abandoned in the 1930s. He's bringing it back. He was born on the 4th of July, but to him this day is a vessel of pain. In all the world's languages, are poured into a single bowl, the word recognizable to all will be freedom. The force that binds our atoms together, the legacy we leave our children. And he will fight at any cost for its cause, until his spine collapses under the burden, until his bones are cracked and splintered and scraped like chalk on pavement, until he lies, coins on his eyes, Duty done, wages paid, battle won, he will fight. For he is the champion of now and of always, of north and of south, of the air, of the fire, of the sea, of the land, of the free, of the 4th of July, of one nation, under God, indivisible, he is champion. Joey Chestnut! Goosebumps. Uh, stop. What's this guy's name? Shay? George Shay. George Shay. Don't you ever mention George Shay in the same <laughs> sentence as Bruce Buffer or Michael Buffer. Or Al Michaels. Or Al Michaels. <laughs> I just... I, there was Aaron, no teleprompter. Like, there was no on. cue cards. It I, looked I like care. he had this memorized. I feel like I could go to New Orleans right now and find 50... Bare minimum, 50 guys that could do the same oh, thing. Probably do it better. No. Yes. I bet I could. Can we get George Shea on the, on the hotline? I bet it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> How many interview requests he gets? <laughs> Not many. Can we add him to our list of uh, most wanted guests? No, because it's going to be easy. I, I guarantee you I could probably – you may try to get him on tomorrow. Just try oh. I'll that would try. be the highlight of my year. I will just try, and, and if we get him on, that speaks to how yeah. easy it is. Can we get Tom Rinaldi right after him? Well, we can't get Tom Rinaldi. No. <laughs> that is a little bit uh, too big. Jake, too big of a if you got George Shea, I mean, I would just uh, – it would be incredible. You would melt. It would be like the greatest gift of all time. <laughs> and then if George Shea then would actually do a little spiel for oh, us. Well, that's the only reason why we would get him on, right? So you think Rick Mocklin could do that? Yes. Rick Mocklin could do that. If we get George Shea on, we're going to try to get him to, to to give one of those intros for both of us. You're just making promises. And then, guess You're what? You're not even going to try. We could make that our opening to the morning drive every morning. George Shea is in high demand. I don't know how much after July 4th to lean into it. He's probably tough to get. You're ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to get on this right now. 888-993-7762. We're back at this. How's your uh, investigation reaching out to George Shea well, going? It might be a little bit tougher than I thought. He doesn't have Twitter. That's right. Yeah. It's too big for Twitter. Now. Apparently. There are a lot of tweets about him, though. So you're going to give up on it. Yeah. It's not <laughs> that important. You worked for literally 72 seconds on A radio it. break. Yeah. It's fine. All Richie right. says it, that wasn't even as good as Paul Bettany in A Night's Tale. You have no idea what he's referencing, do you? you never seen A Night's Tale? Mm-mm. Heath Ledger? Mm-mm. Okay. I watched a game night uh, yesterday. Oh, was it good? No. What? I heard uh, that was The first uh, 18, 22 minutes of it, solid. Very good. And then it got too serious. Got too serious? Yeah, I thought just, it was a comedy. Yeah, it was for the first 18 to 22 minutes of it. and then it just I kinda, need to see it. it I, I heard steam. it was funny. Yeah, I don't trust it your... It gets so stupid. I don't trust your viewing. 
888-993-7762. All right, it's July 5th. Let's play a little game called Overrated, Underrated, Properly Rated. I think we stole this from somebody, but that's all right. All right, uh, July 5th. That's uh, from uh, and yeah. <laughs> Well, he's doing, the guy a, he's doing on a podcast. <laughs> and nobody's hearing it anyway anymore, so it's fine. Oh, for a guy who hates on Rosillo as much, you sure do like his game. I love Rosillo when I could hear him. Okay. And now in his podcast, so, no, so we can just take it now. It's Get fine. to the game. All right, uh, Watermelon. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Overrated. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yeah, you're almost. I okay. hate watermelon. Listen. Not a fan of it. I like the flavor of watermelon. I don't, I, I just don't like, I would, I would much prefer a cantaloupe. Let's mm. just say that. If I have my pick, I go cantaloupe or watermelon. My wife loves watermelon, so we go watermelon. Mm. Way overrated watermelon. Uh, wife goes out and buys these designer napkins and plates just for the 4th of July. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Probably overrated. Yeah. Just because it costs money. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to spend money on that. Something that you're going to use the for one day plate, and yeah. throw it away. Yeah. yeah. I go over it. But then if you just throw out the regular paper plates on the 4th of July, you look kind of cheap. Do you? Well, you You're not, they don't look festive. Why don't you have like a, you know, some, some red tablecloths, you know, maybe maybe a little blue in there. Interior designer over here, Jake Martin. Well, I wouldn't go that far. All right. We may be stepping in uh, tough territory Ooh, here. I like this. Uh, firework displays. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. And we could go fireworks display if you're there or on TV. I don't know if you flipped around last I would night. Never, I would never, ever, ever watch fireworks on TV. Last night there was uh, several different networks. You could watch one, I believe, in Houston. Then there was one in Philadelphia. And then, of course, going with the music. No, I would never. Have you ever done that? Like, just sat down no. and watched fireworks on TV? No, I flipped right through. Okay, good job. Uh, go find your cornhole. Um, so overrated watching on TV. Absolutely. I didn't know that was a thing, to be honest with you. Uh, and now, watching it in person, I think it depends on how good the fireworks are. You know, if you're in a, a big city and they go all out, yeah, sure, why not? It's better than a parade, I'll tell you that. Well, a parade in in normal places, not New Orleans Parade, I'll say that. That said, fire, I don't know, I go properly rated for fireworks. I have to go properly rated because... It, you, you know what you're getting into. If you go to, like, a small-town fireworks show, you know what you're getting. If you go to a big-city fireworks show, you're going to get a lot more. What do you say? I say the same thing. Properly rated. Okay, good. Uh, hot dogs. Overrated? Underrated? Properly rated. Underrated. Love me a good hot dog. Just not 73 of them. Just not 73 In of them. 10 minutes. Yeah. No, that's not for me. Uh, I think they're underrated also. If they're done right, and, of course, you got to have the bun toasted. The bun? How needy are you? I don't need no toasted bun. I just I, I need the good dogs though. I don't need those cheap, those cheap ones. Uh, relish. I don't like relish. No. So overrated. I agree. Mustard. I have overrated. Nah, I'm a big fan of mustard. Properly rated mustard. Buns. Just buns in, in general. So are we talking about bread here? Yes. Uh, I would hope. <laughs> I mean. I mean what kind of question is that? Oh, are buns overrated? Buns are properly rated. Yeah. Sparklers. <laughs> quick question. I mean, quick story. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad took me and my cousin to uh, a, a schoolyard because it was across the street. And we had sparklers and lit the school ground on fire with sparklers. <laughs> so sparklers can be more entertaining than was you Was it think. a dry summer in Vidalia, I guess? <laughs> yes. 
she dropped it on the ground. It, it, it caused a fire, and I saw her drop it. So I said, oh, I'll drop mine too, and big fire broke out. Wow. Yeah, almost had it to call the, the fire station. So you think they're underrated? I think they're properly rated. They, you can have more fun with sparklers than you think. Bottle rockets? Uh, properly rated. Uh, Ken says, got to have beef hot dogs. Yeah, I can't take those little those little pink hot dogs. You know what I'm talking about? Those cheap ones. That's nasty. You need to invest in some good dogs. Shane T says, I'm good with white bread, cooked weenie, and a microwave and mustard. <laughs> that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right, you're bad-mouthing cornhole. Now cornhole, an American tradition on 4th of July. I didn't bad-mouth cornhole. Cornhole's cool. I did not play cornhole yesterday, but I watched it. I played ping pong yesterday. Overrated, underrated ping pong. Oh, underrated. Ping pong is a great game. You played ping pong while you watched Wimbledon. No. <laughs> this was, uh, it was separate from Wimbledon. But it was, you know, I'm not very good at ping pong, but uh, it's fun to play. There you go. Is that all you got? That's all I got. You got any others? As far as July the 4th goes, I think we've covered most of it. Um, yeah, that's it. 888-993-776. Oh, let me ask you about a few games here. All right. Badminton. You ever play badminton? Oh, yeah. You like badminton? It's underrated. It's, it's fun. So, what's your ideal July 4th game? Pool volleyball. Pool volleyball. That's tough to beat. Yeah. You pool came volleyball. out swinging. On vacation to pool volleyball, an opportunity to really see how unathletic people are at a resort, I enjoy it. That, you just, you want it there. I'm a big believer in uh, Meet the Pockers, too, you know, and he goes in and he slams it. That's me. Well, I like I to be that guy. I thought that was the guy. first one, Meet the Parents. Okay, maybe it was Wasn't Meet it? the Parents. Yeah. He, he just wanted to say Fockers. Yeah. Uh, no, th- that was, first of all, I like that movie. The, the sequel is not so much. But Beach Volleyball on July 4th. No, that's too, yeah, that's I'm, too much. Not Beach Volleyball, sorry. Pool Volleyball. Pool Volleyball, yeah. yes. Nobody I, wants to roll around in the sand all hot and sweaty. Have you ever taken a, a football to the beach? Yes. Yeah, that's fun. Throwing, throwing some, some routes on the beach. Trying to avoid the waves. Yeah. Anyway. That's 888-993-7762. Coming up next, uh, we're going to hear an interview with uh, Ken Troll Bryce. Oh. Yes. And then uh, later on, our parting shots. Continue to weigh in. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. Wood Warren, Texas. Hot dogs, nastiest food in America. Ooh. That'd be a good top ten. Nastiest foods. Ooh. Yeah. Vienna sausages. Yeah. Pretty high. This show has had a lot of substance, I <laughs> I was just telling you that. Like, what is what has really come out of this show today? <laughs> you know what? Every radio sports radio show in America, even the big boys, the national guys, listen to what they talk about today. In the summer. Yeah. yeah. Listen to what they or talk today. about today, July fifth. There could be some struggling people. Yeah, well, we're having fun. That's I hope right. people are having fun listening yeah. to us. But and they can hear us. And they can hear us today. That's a positive. Uh, speaking of, uh, hey, this is going to be a big week on Saturday, or it actually starts uh, Friday. Uh, Jeff Guerrero and his guys have put together another pretty cool thing. Uh, meet and greet with yes. uh, Justin Jellybean Ellis, of course, the former Neville and Louisiana Tech star. Now he's gone on to Oakland Raiders. He's coming back, giving back to the community. He's going to have a meet and greet. He's going to have a lot of his buddies in town, guys that played with him at Louisiana Tech, at yeah. Neville, and then, of course, now with the Oakland Raiders. So on Friday, out at Vallita Seared, you get an opportunity to kind of go, and they're going to have a silent auction, a lot of great things that are going to be up for grabs. Then on Sunday, 
Uh, it's the kids camp out at Neville last year. I think there was over 300 youngsters out there. It was really a cool scene. Yeah, and it then was. They, then you watch those youngsters interacting with all these different NFL players. And just from those guys that were on the field last year, you could have put together a pretty good team. You really could have. That was such a fun time last year. I just remember, like, you go from station to station. There's an NFL player at every station. Yeah. And, and then Khalil Mack is just standing Khalil there. Khalil Mack was the chillest dude. Yeah. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. You would have never guessed he was Khalil. I mean, you could have just by the way of looking at him, but I'm just talking about conversation-wise, you would have never guessed he was one of the best NFL defensive players in the league, just the yeah. fact that how just down-to-earth he was. He was a joy to talk to. But there were a lot of guys that were like that. Unfortunately, Dak wouldn't talk to us last year. You remember that. But uh, – Overall, I never understand that. Literally, I'm not going to ask no hard hitting questions. All we want to know is, hey, how cool is this? You know, you're you're hanging out with kids, and then Justin and hanging out. We have to find a local angle, right? You know what Dak did over at his camp in Houghton? So I saw something. Yeah, this is so they had this uh, Alex Anderson over at KTBS. He went to Houghton, so they gave him the opportunity to do a one on one interview with Dak. He's the only one that could ask him a question about the Cowboys. So this one-on-one interview was just him talking to Dak about the Cowboys, and then all the other media members had to stand around and just listen to it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then after that, oh, by the way, then you're allowed to uh, join the conversation and interview and then ask Dak about growing up in Houghton and, then of course, being at that camp. Nothing irritated me more, though, when the Tim Tebow was in town and uh, went, went do, we would not do this. interviews. We always go back Tim to Tim Tebow, who's in the media now. Would not do interviews. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably because he got to know a lot of media members. I mean, we're not talking about earth-shattering questions. I'm just messing. No, I know. And I, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you go to a place like this, like where we have to find a local angle, and if you're in the media, you understand that. You should understand that. So you, you should know what kind of questions you're getting. You're not getting the hardballs. Anyway, it's going to be a great event Friday and Saturday. If you want tickets, certainly go to eventbrite.com for Friday. The auction out at Bayou this year. It should be a lot of fun. Look, and, and then, of course, Saturday, kid, get your on. kids signed up on Saturday. You got a kid, take them to this camp. Yeah. I mean, let them get to hang around these NFL players. I thought it was absolutely awesome last year. Yeah, we're going to have an opportunity to visit with a lot of them and, of course, share some of those interviews with you as we move forward over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, Fox caught up with uh, Kentrell Bryce, of course, Played at Ruston, went off to Louisiana Tech. Last two years has been with the Packers. Had a very good uh, rookie campaign. Unfortunately, last year is a, uh, in his second season, he was placed on injured reserve after suffering an ankle injury in week number seven. Ken Trill is looking forward to a huge year for the Green Bay Packers. Here's Fox and Ken Trill Bryce. The starting uh, safety for the Green Bay Packers and certainly no stranger in this area, former Bearcat, former Bulldog, Kentrell Bryce, our guest. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? We're doing fine. Look, I know it's a busy time. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us today. Can you believe, man, I was looking up getting ready for this interview, man, year number three. It feels like just yesterday you were roaming the, the halls of Rustin Junior High. Now you're a vet. Yeah, it, it, it came fast, honestly. Like you said, I looked around. Uh, I'm, I'm a veteran in the locker room, so, yeah, it came around pretty fast. When you uh, got into the league from Louisiana Tech, you went undrafted, and certainly we have seen plenty of success stories in this league that guys who got drafted late or got were undrafted 
able to make a long and lengthy career, but one thing that's kind of stayed with them is that chip on their shoulder. Even though you've made an impact in this league very early in your career, be it undrafted, do you feel like each and every time you go out there, not just on a Sunday, but Monday through Friday, that you have to go out and prove something? Almost doubt. Uh, you know, uh, every time I step on the field, I feel like I have something to prove because all 32 teams pass me by. You know, I, my name to get caught on draft day. So, uh, like, I have always something to prove. I have the chip on my shoulder. It'll probably be uh, that way for the rest of my career. Control, I know uh, this is Mr. Kramer. I go all the way back with you to the junior high and calling your games on the radio at Ruston High. And, and you know, we see you guys kind of grow up, you know, from, from this area and go up and, and play in college and then now for you in the NFL. And, you know, I'm sure you were one of the guys that went to some of the, the camps that some of the other former either playing at the time you were in school or former professional players came back and, you know, and did some camps and, and things you went to and you looked up. Now that you're in that position, uh, talk a little bit about the responsibility that you feel about the the influence that you have on young kids and the opportunities that you have to do that. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's a great influence to get on the young kids because uh, even now if just maybe one kid out of the whole bunch might take the message. Uh, you know, you're still affecting that one life. You know, you've also tried to affect, you know, the, the positively of, of of others. So, uh, you know, it, it's great to do that. You know, you have a lot of a lot of guys throughout the league who like who've been doing camps and things like that. Uh, I participated in one I think yesterday uh, when my teammate Lindsey Pipkins, uh, he was in uh, Dallas doing a camp, and it just you know, it was just fun to see the kids get out, you know, and just be amazed. Like we seem like superstars, and then we just uh, at the end of the day just regular people. So uh, you know, it's just amazing. Just you know, it's good to get out and see and watch uh, watch the kids and let them have fun and things like that. Kentrell, a lot of people talk about the jump from the high school level, although you played it at a high level in Class 5A, and of course everybody knows how good the football is in this area of the state. The jump from high school to college, and then the speed of the game and the difference of the game from college to the pros. Is it as big of a gap as people say? Uh, yeah, there is a big gap. Uh, you have to know what you're doing, plus anticipate you know certain things, but also just basically at the end of the day, trust your keys and your fundamentals. But uh, everything is moving ten times faster than in high school and college, and so it, it, you have to be on your P's and Q's on. With that said, were there some guys in your first year at Green Bay and maybe still there now that pulled you to the side and maybe a vet that helped you or maybe a couple vets that helped kind of help get you ready for what you were going to see on Sundays? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, we had from the – yeah, HaHa. You had Chris Banjo when he was there, Micah High when he was there, uh, Morgan Burnett. Every, every safety helped me as soon as I came in the door. Uh, also, uh, Mike Daniels also helped me, like, for the outside purposes with how to take care of my body and things like that. So, you know, the, it was a lot of vets that, came, that stepped in and, you know, spoke up and just helped me out uh, all through the process. Cantrell, what about, uh, you know, we know that you started out kind of shining on special teams and that's how you got kind of noticed by the coaching staff. Uh, how does that how did, How does that work for you guys? You know, is it the the want-to and the attitude that you show the coaching staff that really makes you shine and, and gets you a little bit of attention where you can move up to play your regular position? Uh, yeah, honestly, special teams is, is, is all effort. Um, it's, it's one play uh, every, you know, couple plays. 
here and there. And it's just one play. You just have to go full out on your effort. And, you know, there's not too much to ask of, you know, just one one time out of every every snap if you're not playing a lot to just give, you know, your full effort and uh, the ability that you have to try to make the play or something like that. So uh, you just got to have the will and the want to, honestly. I know that uh, on Saturdays a lot of times you guys are either traveling and when you do uh, get an opportunity to get to the uh, the team facilities, you guys are obviously having meetings and, and getting ready for the games on Sunday. But when you have the opportunity, do you still try to keep up with what the Bulldogs are doing on Saturdays? And with that said, do you kind of feel where Tech is now as a program where there was a time when it was a big deal and a surprise for Tech to get to a bowl game now it's the expectations, and your class was kind of on the ground floor of that. Does that make you feel special, and are you still keeping up with it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do keep up with it. Uh, you know, some days uh, when I'm in the hotel room, uh, Kyle's game's on, I be, might be watching one if I can't find the tech game on. And I might just scroll through the ESPN app and just see the score, who they're playing or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we, we kind of expect that. You know, we, we wanted to be in the, uh, build a – a championship mentality uh, with our class of tech before we left, and to know that that's the standard and to to continue to go to the bowl games and get bigger and bigger, and to build a program uh, each and every year. So yeah, it, it's expected. All right, Mark, I'm gonna throw it to you because Mark's I, I can't believe he's waited this long. Not only has he followed you from Ruston Junior High to high school to uh, the uh, to Louisiana Tech. He's also one of the biggest Packer fans I know. So, Mark, I'm going to let you get a Packers question in there. Okay, this is my you're, – you're in the huddle with uh, Mr. Crazy Wild Man. Give us your funniest Clay Matthews story. Uh, he, he has so many. Uh, Clay, Clay's a funny guy. Uh, what about saying the huddle? Uh, it's, it's, in the huddle, it, it's, it's kind of crazy what's going on. I on the field, just like things are just going thrown left and right. Some stuff might can't be repeated. Stuff can be repeated. It's, it's kind of you just kind of laugh about. It. I can't really repeat it over there what things are said. But, Please, you know, yeah. What? Let's What's just say it like? it's interesting yeah. being in the huddle with Clay Matthews. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You have a bunch of personalities in that huddle. Uh, just going from him to all other guys, all, the whole eleven is personality. So. Uh, it's, it's always a fun time with the team. Kentrell Bryce of the Green Bay Packers, our guest. What's it like going against number 12 every day in practice? Oh, it's a challenge every day. Uh, it makes you better as a, as a player uh, every single day, honestly. Because uh, in order to try to get get a hand on a ball or intercept the ball, you have to know what you're doing. Uh, don't show up before the snap of the ball. And then you they got to like just play the mind game with him because it's safety. He'll try to move you a certain direction, and knowing that he wants to go the opposite direction the entire time. So it's like playing a mind game with some one of the you know the greatest first, like players to ever play quarterback. So uh, it, it just it's, it gets you better each and every time. And uh, he's he's one of the people that made my game elevate over and over. Just going to get him every day in practice. Right. It just gets me better and better. I know this is going to sound like a random question, but your job as a defensive back is obviously to intercept the ball from the opposing quarterback. Who throws the ball the hardest of any quarterback you've gone against? And Aaron can be included in it, but who throws the ball where, you know what, I know it's your job to catch it, but you kind of hate trying to catch it because it hurts? Uh, honestly, uh, my other quarterbacks I've played, uh, maybe Drew Brees, honestly. Wow, see, Drew Brees isn't isn't known for throwing. At least everybody talks about his accuracy, but not the strength on his football. Okay, let me pose it another way. We were going through the odds recently 
of uh, the the favorites in the MVP race, and 18 of the 32 either contenders or favorites are quarterbacks. And as you know, it's quarterback league. Is Breeze the toughest quarterback you've gone against? Um, that game we had against him, I don't, I can't remember who really got to him a lot or not. Uh, but from like from his history and his standpoint, the things that he's fought through and played through, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league. Kentra, how are you on the recovery front? Uh, you know, I'm taking it day by day. I've been training. I've uh, been doing pretty well, honestly. Uh, so, you know, I'm just continuing to stay prayed up. Thank God for bringing me back to where I am. And I'm just continuously uh, doing my leg exercises here and there and training, just trying to get my body ready for the camping and the season coming up. I know that there really is no off season in the NFL anymore. It's a two four seven three sixty five kind of grind. But what do you have going for? I guess the last couple weeks before training camp goes on. What are you doing? Uh, just training and just trying to spend time with my family. My family, honestly, uh, just because I know I'm going to go into a long holiday stretch, a grind of season, and uh, when the season's in, there's really no play. It's all business, and uh, that's really what they get you. You train and do all the things you do for the coming to the season and get a, a better expectation of what you had last year. Uh, you get a better play and everything. So uh, I'm just really training and get my body ready and spend time with my family for getting along. long off. Cantrell, I know you've got a lot of uh, family and friends in the listening audience. I know there's a lot of people in this area rooting for you. Continued success, get well, and we'll be keeping up with you. Thanks for the time. All right, thank you. you got a Cantrell Bryce, everybody, with the Green Bay Pack. Good stuff with him, and I got a feeling he'll probably be at uh, Justin Jellybean Ellis's camp come Saturday morning. Yes, indeed. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We wrap up the show with our parting shots after the break. Welcome back to the show. It's time to end it with a bang. It's a little segment we call Party Shots. Hello, friends. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Uh, I took my opponent lightly. I mean, take a look at him. Um, the last time anybody with highlights ever hit a golf ball was, what, Guy Ferrari on one of those Edom shows. Shamalama Ding Dong, and they're like, where would one come up with something that stupid? I played poorly. I have no excuses for that. He played poorly, too, but that's his, that's his game. Second place goes to... It was embarrassment to, to my family lineage, and I vow to avenge myself. This is what it's like when the big weenie starts to have a meltdown. You know, when, 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 when Al Michaels snuck out on the 17th and screamed. Yes! I knew it was over. It, it, it's over. You know, I always sit on a sandwich while I drive. That way it's nice and warm by the time I pull up to the next diner. Heck! <laughs> you know, every time I look on uh, social media, Tharp is out playing golf. Must be nice, huh? I know. Must be nice. Some of us are just grinding away. Well, I think he's... You know, got you in mind when he's out there. He's got to embarrass you. <laughs> Maybe we'll get another grudge game before the end of the summer. Uh, Richie, hey, well done. I spent my fourth watching the horse races in Bozier and some great and some camels. <laughs> How about that? I think they had camel races, I guess. Yeah. Horse racing on the fourth. Would you bet on camels? Of course you uh-huh. would. Of course you would. There were some goat races taking place down in uh, Jamaica on vacation. I did not bet on them, though. I think you would today, though, right? Like, if you went back, would you bet on them? If I could find somebody to bet against. I, th- I think you would You would do it today. I think you're hooked now. Wait till you see this footage I have of the goat races down there. Uh, so they had a 
tourists would have to hold on to the rope and they'd let the goats go and the, you'd have to try to run behind these goats as they finished this 20 30 yard stretch a number of people bit it and bit it hard i'm sure they did so i've got some video of it and we'll share some of that we're going to try to figure out how to put that in a bta segment coming up first week of the year all right i know you got some substance coming up i don't have much substance for my parting shot okay well, it's, What's it's the tonight, one so. item on the heels of uh, the Nathan's hot dog eating competition from yesterday? What's the one item that you think you could eat the most of and would be pretty impressive? I, I don't know if it'd be impressive, but I feel like I'd, I could eat a lot of shrimp. I never feel full when I eat shrimp. Let me see what the record is for that. For shrimp? So you think you could gobble down shrimp cocktail, Joey Chestnut, of all people, of course. 15 pounds of shrimp cocktail. In six minutes. Well, in six minutes. I'm going to say no, I can't do that. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like I never get full. Just like crawfish. I never feel like I get full from mm. crawfish. There's some odd ones here, as you would expect, like Spam. Who wants to eat Spam no. first of all? No, thanks. Six pounds of Spam in 12 minutes. Pass. I think I could eat a lot of cheesecake in a short amount of time. I don't know, man. It's so rich. Yeah, I think it'd be great. <laughs> uh... I think the Widowmaker, I think her name is Sonia Thomas, she had 11 pounds of downtown Atlantic cheesecake, ate 11 pounds in nine minutes. AJ wants to know, is there a Twinkie record? Oh, there is. I saw it. Give me a second. I will look it up. He thinks he could do a lot of Twinkies. I suppose so. I'm not a Twinkie fan. Really? Yeah. I think that overrated. Twinkies are overrated. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one to beat. Guess who owns the record? Joey Chestnut. (laughs) The greatest of all time, the <laughs> goat. goat. There's a lot of comparisons now with Joey Chestnut and Bill Russell. Of course, because they both have 11 <laughs> titles. All right, so what do you think is the record for Twinkies in a six-minute span? He set the record oh, back man. on a fateful day, October 26, 2013. <sighs> Twinkies would go down pretty easy, right, with some water? If you could do buns, Twinkies wouldn't be that hard. I'll say 60. Oh. Higher. 121. 121. 121 Twinkies in six minutes. Michael Jordan is the Joey Chestnut of basketball. Uh, There was one more here I wanted to to point out. Because in college, what did you eat a lot of? You're trying to save a dollar or two. Sandwiches. All right. Ramen noodles. There you go. That's where we're going. Ramen noodles. Tim Janis set this record back in 2007. So it it has stood up the test of time for a long time. Ten and a half pounds of ramen noodles in a span of eight minutes. I ate so much of that back then that I can't really eat it today. Ten and a half pounds, so basically cost them about a buck thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you well, yeah. You ever eat something so much though that like you think about it and it's like, ah, I can't, I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. That's how I am with that with ramen noodles. So there you go. All right. So it's time for some substance. All right. It's International Fight Week. It's the biggest weekend of the year for the UFC. They have the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. They have two. They have a fight card on Friday night, and then they have the big fights on Saturday night. They lost their second biggest fight, the fight that a lot of us hardcores are looking forward to the most, in Max Holloway and Brian Ortega for the featherweight championship. Now, Holloway missed due to quote-unquote concussion issues. He was slurring his speech mm. at the at – the, um, open workouts yesterday he didn't seem like himself and 
or I should say at the beginning of the week, and then apparently he had to go to the hospital yesterday, and so the fight is off. Terrible news. But Max Holloway's withdrawal from this fight card marks the 17th co-main or main event change to the UFC calendar in 2018. Hmm. There is a huge problem right now in the UFC where you get to fight week. And by the way, you get to fight week and something happens, whether it's an injury or a weight cut, and something gets scrapped. I can't tell you how many times I've been excited about a card because on paper, a month out, it looks amazing. And then by the time you get to that card, like half the fights are off or something's been changed. So it's also the fourth consecutive year International Fight Week has lost a championship bout. And this is the third straight during fight week. Think about that. This is supposed to be the biggest weekend of the UFC. They always build huge cards for, for this weekend. And it's the fourth straight year that that card has lost a championship fight. Hmm. It's crazy. But uh, that's part one of my uh, parting shots. The second part is, Aaron, how embarrassed would you be if you were drunk acting a fool in a restaurant and a former UFC fighter subdues you and has you on your back? This happened yesterday with, with Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah's going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. This drunk guy was apparently uh, harassing some waiters. Mm -hmm. So Matt Sarah intervenes. The nice. guy takes a swing at Matt Sarah. Not, I don't advise that. So Matt Sarah takes him to the ground, gets him in a full mount. The guy is shirtless. There's a video. This is hilarious. Guy is shirtless. Talking about how bad he's going to beat up Matt Sarah. He's on his, <laughs> he's he's on the ground and ha and Matt Sarah has wrist control, so he can do nothing to him. And Matt Sarah is just like, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> it's like your big brother saying, all right, calm down. And so the guy is, like, talking noise the whole time. He's absolutely subdued. And then the the security people walk over, and he's immediately like, I'm pressing charges against this guy. <laughs> it's like telling your mother. You know, it's like saying, I'm going to beat you up. And then when mom comes, oh, guess what big brother did to me? Uh, nice. Yeah. How embarrassing. I'll end here with a, a July 5th, the ultimate menu for records. Started off with a little uh, beef tongue, three pounds, three ounces in 12 minutes. On the side item, you have some uh, baked beans, six pounds of baked beans oh. in one minute and 48 seconds. And then you finish it off. This is the record with birthday cake. 14 and a half pounds of birthday cake in nine minutes. I bet that wasn't potting his baked beans with the meat in there. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got through today's show. Yeah, we did. So. We, we survived the fifth. How about that? <laughs> we'll try to do it again tomorrow morning, bright and early at 7 a.m. Everybody have a great day. The Edge is coming. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.